Radio Split Ranch. Hello and welcome once again to Radio Split Ranch, a monthly visit with the Capital Region's great broadcasters of the past and sometimes present. I'm Warren Garling when I'm not on the radio. And that theme song you're humming along to deserves some credit because it was written specifically for the Radio Split Ranch by singer, songwriter, and all-around nice guy Drew Jacobs. You've heard his original parodies on the Dr. Demento radio show, on his popular CDs, and on stage. Check him out next at the annual comedy night at Charlotte's Restaurant in Millbrook. That's on March 25th. Details at drewjacobs.com. I've known this month's visitor to the Radio Split Ranch for some 25 years and actually spent many of those years working for him on two different Capital Region radio stations. This is my first and probably last podcast interview with an old boss because this guy's the only one still alive. You've enjoyed this man's voice on the radio for many years, and now he's taking his vocal prowess in a new direction that we'll talk about shortly. Here's my conversation with Randy McCartan. I think I'm talking for the first time in a conversation on this podcast with a boss, somebody that I used to have to report to. And that, that makes it sound terrible. I never had to report to you. You, you, know, you didn't say, you know, get that guy in here. But uh, Randy McCartan, thank you for joining us oh, today. Oh, it's a pleasure. Uh, you, were, you were a bottle employee, I just have to <laughs> well, say. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. That's not why I, interview, I called you in for this interview, though. <laughs> and don't... I can't help you with HR issues or your paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> understand, understand. Well, as far as a podcast paycheck is concerned, there's none involved here, so don't worry about it. No money being made here. This is uh, this is for posterity. This is this just came to me uh, a couple of years ago that it'd just be fun to talk with some of the folks that some that have come and gone from the market. And um, so far, I've talked with a lot of people that are still at least here, um, you know, in the market, if not uh, working in the business anymore. Uh, but you're the first one I've talked to that uh, again was was a, a boss. Everybody else has been uh, that I've either come across uh, working with or um, you know. I like to refer to it as a co-worker. Okay, and me too, and me too. And that's how you made me feel. I mean, I, I didn't, I never felt like, you know, uh, let's put it this way. I never got nervous when anybody said, Randy wants to talk to you. I figured I probably wants to borrow a couple bucks, you know. And I could probably beat him up. <laughs> well, that's true. I hadn't thought about that. <laughs> anyway, Randy McCartan, for, for a, such a smart guy with education, and, you know, everything going for you as a young man, why on earth did you decide to get into radio? <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's, it's always something I wanted to do. Really? I, from, you know, from how, what age? Uh, probably uh, when I was in, in grade school. Really? Um, my aunt got me for my birthday one time this little tiny tape recorder it was a reel-to-reel tape recorder it had a little plastic microphone yep. I oh yeah I, I had one <laughs> and, too yeah and i love just playing with that thing yeah and uh it's just something i always wanted to do but i had no idea how to get into it mm-hmm. okay um, so i went to college and you know i was i was uh, studying to be an accountant seriously yes now that i believe <laughs> i'm sorry but you you know uh, i, I like I, accounting I, well there you go and and but you're probably one of 
of the you know better guys with numbers that ever worked in you know behind a microphone. <laughs> um, but but you know numbers came easy to you. You thought accounting would be cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know if it'd be cool, but it, <laughs> you know I, it's yeah. like uh, I went uh, the first college I went to. They had a radio station. I thought, well, this is my end. But I never got over to the radio station. Seriously. Okay. Um, now, was, where's all this happening? Let's back up a little bit. Where 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 are you from? Where did um, you come I, from? I grew up in the northern suburbs of Chicago, up near Wisconsin. Okay. All right. So long-suffering Cubs and Bears. And, <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. You know the Bulls were there, good for a little while. Yeah. True. True. <laughs> Not so much anymore. Exactly. Uh, so uh, yeah, they, I grew up there. All right. All right. And um, and where were you going to you know, college the first time? Was uh, yeah, I went to Bradley University in uh, Peoria. Illinois? Yes. Okay, And cool. uh, they had a radio station there, and like I said, I don't know if they ever broadcast anything in there, and I never walked over. I'm like, why didn't you? You're, yeah. But uh, it's just the way. <laughs> really, the perfect opportunity. Yes, you know, it that's, was. That's but... <laughs> how a lot of folks did start that I've interviewed so far and that you talked to. They were just hanging around campus looking for something to do, and they stopped by the radio station. All of a sudden, uh, pre-med was out the window. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so I, you know, I went there for a year, ran out of money. <laughs> I moved back home, and uh, I went to University of Illinois in Chicago. So I commuted down there. Oh, okay. And that was not much fun. <laughs> I can imagine how how long of a, a drive into the. Oh, city? I would take the train. Okay. And then uh, walk to the campus, and then you okay. know we'd be doing classes. There was nothing to do and mm-hmm, uh, that didn't mm-hmm. last very long okay um so uh, i was only there they did trimesters which also messed up my college transcript oh jeez. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah so it didn't matter because i never finished um <laughs> my my dad had heard an ad on his favorite radio station wgy I'm sorry, wgn okay yes yes uh in chicago sure. about a broadcasting school and he told me about it, and I ended up going to a broadcasting school in oh, Chicago. Okay, all right. And, and what was the give them a plug? Are they still around? <laughs> no, they're not. They're I, I, gone. Most we of had, them are gone. Yeah. We had three students, and uh, it was a little bit of a fly by night place. Oh, but uh, but I learned a lot. And, you know, there was, you go. It was fun. I was getting to do what I wanted to do. Finally. Now I worked for one for a while. The new school of at the time called Contemporary Radio here in Albany. And one of the things that we touted and we were pretty good at was getting somebody their first gig after we taught them so did something like that happen to you or did um, they just turn you loose no they, they kind of just turned you loose but i you know some of the teachers there were some of the um jocks that were on in chicago good yeah and, uh yeah. you know so it was it was kind of cool to yeah you know meet meet those people yeah no 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 larry lujak no larry lujak was not teaching (laughs) okay i just thought i'd throw that out there you know i think chicago and that's the man from the years that i listened anyway yeah yeah so um so you take the the course how how long did how long the course was it was was pretty short it was like i want to say six months maybe okay it was really you basically um you know learned to Cue up a record and make a cassette. <laughs> there, there you go. Okay, good. And that was about uh, you know, yeah. what we learned. Okay. So. Uh, it was the equipment, uh, you know, comparable to what you found when you got to your first job? Or I would say so, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, that was, was good all anyway. old and worn out. Exactly, <laughs> which most radio stations are. Yeah, you know, and, yeah. You know, and when I got to the stations I worked at, it was they were old and worn out. <laughs> worn out. <laughs> no, it's very true. Very true. So, um, so what what did you do after you had the education? Now so, the training. So I started, you know, sending out 
tapes and okay. I'd, you know I'd practice in my my bedroom and I'd send things out. Uh, about year, what year are we talking about here? Nineteen eighty one. Okay, all right, yeah. So you, yeah. I, I figured you were about ten years or so behind yeah. what yeah. when I started. Yeah, okay. yeah. And and I um, I sent one down to a small station uh, in central Illinois and I called them up and um, you know they they told me to come down for an interview. And so uh, my future wife and I drove down there. Okay. And, um, and they forgot because, I was coming. Oh, geez. Don't you love it? That's perfect. <laughs> and now, it was about a three-hour drive. Now, did, did your wife, was your uh, future wife involved at all in the decision to leave college and or not go back and, and get your you know <laughs> no. uh, accounting stuff? And, no, no, no. No, so she knew from the start that radio was where you wanted well, to, to yeah, go pretty but, much? Yeah she, yeah, she was very okay. tolerant. That's good. And, she, and she's still around? <laughs> yes. Okay, good, yes, good. Yes, she is. <laughs> Not exactly sure why, <laughs> yeah, but I appreciate that it all the time. I think the same thing about my wife, what she put up with, and and you know my story is a little different. Obviously, I got out of it full time after a while, and and she's the one that said maybe there's something else out there besides radio that you know would work for you. And boy, was she right, you know. But anyway, so so, uh, so you drove down there. They didn't remember you were coming. Yes. But then, but then they, they were very kind and nice, and we, I was turned out to be like a three-hour interview. We went out to lunch. Nice. They, they yeah. put me on the air for an hour. This is Seriously. the first time I was on the air. Oh, my God. I could just remember my right leg shaking. Oh, like God, a leaf. yes. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. And, and um, you know, they said, well, we don't have any openings, blah, blah, blah. They were talking about some salespeople. I went home. Um, and a couple of days later, I was I was working at Musicland. Okay. And I called them up. I said, "You said you have that sales job down there. Now, if if I did the sales thing, could I do a weekend show?" Ah, <laughs> and foolishly go. enough, they they accepted that. They, they did. <laughs> so you actually entered through sales. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. I didn't know that yeah, about you. I was yeah. the worst salesperson ever. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel for them every day. That's yeah, a hard yeah. job. That is a hard job. I just recently somebody um, asked on one of my Facebook radio groups, uh, "Did you ever do sales?" And there was only one station where I did uh, because all of a sudden the, uh, the the sales guy was his. Well, let's put it this way: his car was seen in front of the same apartment um, during the day that he probably shouldn't have been visiting, <laughs> and uh, wasn't doing his job. And so all of a sudden, we were told, all the disc jockeys were told, hey, you're selling your own shows. Oh, goody. Now, wow. I did very well with the sales. That part came to me, for some reason, rather easily. It was the collection. Oh, The collecting yeah. the money afterwards I had a terrible time with, and that was my experience. I decided, never am I doing this again. I'm not sure if I made any sales. That's how bad I was. I, I remember going to a little drugstore, Gunkel's Drugstore, and I'd be there every week to talk to Mr. Gunkel. But I don't think he ever bought anything, no, but I was there. But you were there. You were there. trying. You figured he'll break down eventually. I'd be waiting for him to fill prescriptions. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. See, when when you told me that you didn't think you had any exciting stories, Gunkel's Drugstore, there it is, right there. That's exciting stuff. Uh, Mr. Gunkel. <laughs> yeah. So, but they let you do some weekend stuff. So yes. what were you doing? What what was the format of the station? Um, it was kind of a rock, classic hits okay. format. Okay. Um, I, uh, what I was the name do, of the station? Do you remember? W I V Q in Peru, Illinois. All right. And, uh, when we moved down there, we told everybody we were moving to, to Peru, Peru. <laughs> and nobody ever heard of this. It was so small. Little now, bird, yeah. they, they thought we were moving to South America, <laughs> and I'm like, no, no, it's down by Peoria. <laughs> 
Um, and and it was the second banana station down there. So oh, it okay. was like the yeah. small station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I, I think I was doing like a Saturday night show. And then I'd get up Sunday morning and I would board up for... Um, a guy that did like a big band show. Oh, okay. And he'd bring in the seventy-eight records. Oh my gosh! <laughs> We'd have to, yeah, play those. Yeah, and, and <laughs> it was interesting. I remember I'd get up early in the morning and uh, sea hunt with oh, Lloyd Bridges would be on, on TV. Yeah, so I'd watch that and then I'd go to work. <laughs> <laughs> now that's something I've never thought about before, but I've never played a seventy-eight RPM record on the radio. They move but really this fast. Guy did. Yeah, they do. They do. You could really get hurt by one of those. <laughs> yeah. it's like a, it's like working with a lathe or something. Exactly, exactly. And back then, those, those uh, darn, those things were, were thick and heavy, oh, yeah. you know. I mean, they yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, so you're working some weekends, uh, kind of getting your yeah. feet wet here. Yeah, and then um, one of the people left, um, and I started doing, I think it was uh, middays. Cool. And then uh, some new people came in, and they decided they were going to change format and get automated. Oh, geez. <laughs> so I was suddenly out of work. Yeah, nothing like being replaced <laughs> by automation. Yes, yes. And, uh, you know, I mean, that that was really, uh, I mean, it was only a few months into it. Um, mm-hmm. And that that was a, an eye-opener. Well, sure. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, you know, that happened, as I said, that happened to a lot of people along the way when yeah. they'd say all of a sudden, you know, we're, we're just going to go automated, everything's going to be sent to us. And, and, and of course, the machines back then, you know, yeah. before computers were just huge. And, you know, and, and looking back at it, I'm, I'm very glad that that happened because, you know, like playing Little League Baseball, I never got beaned by a ball. There you go. So that's that. if I would have gotten beaned earlier, yeah. I wouldn't have been so scared. There afterwards. you go. Well, it's like how I felt the first time I got fired. In fact, it was the only time I got fired from a full-time job. And, um, and I had gone 17 years. And I said, oh, I don't like this feeling. And decided maybe radio wasn't my full-time, you know, occupation in the future. You know, and that's exactly what happened. I went part-time after that. So you got bean by the ball, and where, <laughs> where did that send you? Um, and then we moved up to Wisconsin Dells. I got a station in Wisconsin Dells. I don't know if you're familiar, familiar with it at all, but it's kind of like Lake George turned up to 11. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Except in the winter, then they're nothing. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we, had, we were at a station um, right on... Uh, the the street so people could look in as they went ah, through the little touristy areas yeah. and stuff. Did your legs start shaking again? Now you no, have a live audience? Think, no, no? Not so much. but I, I was usually out in the evening, so yeah. it wasn't. Oh, that helps. Yeah, it wasn't yeah, yeah. so bad. But I, I only auditioned at one of those types of stations, and it was in Boston. You know, right in Copley Square in Boston. Wow. So people are walking by all the time, and they got ready to. I got ready to do the audition. They said, "You want us to close the blinds?" I said, "Please." You know, <laughs> I just didn't need. You know, I was nervous enough. I didn't need people watching me while I'm, you know, trying to read the news or something. You know? Well, there was there was a bar on one side of us, then it was us, and then there was a little department store. Okay, there you go. <laughs> like downtown Wisconsin Dells. Uh, that's it. Yeah. What was that station called? Uh, that was WNNO. I I sent you the. Uh... Yes, we will we'll plug that in here somewhere in post production, as we um, say. But you'll you'll love. I'm sure you love the. Um, 
the big uh, I did a commercial on there where okay. the T-bone steak was six ninety nine. Oh right, now we're talking. That'll date you just yeah. a tad. And yeah. uh, <laughs> and our big contest, the uh, the cash contest. You'll have to listen for that. <laughs> we'll be playing the high low cash call again this hour. Stay tuned for your chance to call in and try to win some cash from FM one hundred seven and WNNL AM. It's two oh five. I'm Randy McCartan, and this is David Lee Roth and California Girls. FM 107 is WNNO-FM and WNNO-AM, Wisconsin Downs. Partly, almost partly sunny skies outside anyway. 40 degrees, currently at 3 o'clock. Dick Ross, a me to a news. FM 107 congratulating Wanda Credowell of Lake Delton, who won $117.67 in the high-low cash call. Your chance to call in and win some cash coming up this hour on FM 107. Tonight is the night to head out to the Holiday Plaza if you have a hearty appetite because at the Holiday Plaza they have a 16-ounce T-bone steak, only $6.95 or stuffed filet mignon, that is $7.95. And these dinners come with all the trimmings. Holiday Plaza, Highway 12 and 16 near Rocky Arbor. Hello, FM 107, you're calling number 10. Who's this? Dave Evans. Dave, are you ready to play the cash call? Yes, yeah, sure am. Would you like to win some money? Sure would. Dumb question, huh? <laughs> Okay, boy, that makes me feel good. All you have to do is uh, correctly give me the dollar and cent amount that you think is in our high-low cash call jackpot. If you're right, money's yours. What do you think? Oh, let's try $47.66. $47.66. You're too low. There's big Excellent. money on the line. I, I yeah. forgot we even gave away anything at that stage. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah. Well, the first station I worked for, I think the biggest thing we ever gave, gave away were movie tickets, you know, and of course albums and records now and again, but mostly movie tickets. Yeah, yeah that was about it. Oh. Yeah. So, um, so NNR or NNO, you said yes, it was yes. okay. Okay, cool. Um, AM and FM. Yes. Uh, okay. Yeah, it was, Both, yeah. It was simulcast, and um, then sometimes we split off the AM station to. We did a lot of sports, like local sports. Mm -hmm. And they made a lot of money on that. I mean, that we we do city league softball games. Really, there was high school wrestling. Series of high school wrestling on the radio. Yes, yes. I once did a parade on the radio and wondered what the hell am I doing here? But high school wrestling <laughs> on big. the radio. Yeah, it was big. wow. Uh, we do the um, the Badgers hockey. Okay, and and that was uh, around the time. Um, they they had a lot of the players that went on to the NHL and, and nice yeah know, were in the Olympics and things so it was kind of, you know it's cool later to yeah. hear all those names that I would hear running the board yeah. for that now what shift were you doing there um, it, it I started in the evenings and then you know the, there was a change in ownership and sometimes I'd do midday sometimes I'd do afternoons well, you're getting some good experience yeah, that yeah, way yeah yeah. yeah. So. Now, um, there is a small radio station now in, in Lake George, but uh, Wisconsin Dells, as you say, kind of a, um, a you know, close-up town in the wintertime. So, I mean, anymore, I don't think it is. I think it's all, all year long. Oh, that's cool. I mean, they've yeah. really built it up around there. There's, mm -hmm. um, you know, all kinds of indoor water parks and I'd like to go back and actually ride the go-karts again. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Is the station still there, do you know? Uh, I don't know. No, I don't no. know. No, we haven't been back, so. Uh, okay. All right. So, um, any uh, great memories from there? Did you do some remote broadcasts? Did you do, uh, you know, I mean, were you doing strictly jock work, or did you have to do some news now and again? Or I was terrible at news. So yeah, I, yeah. So uh, you no. avoided that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if I had to read long, long passages, it was not good. <laughs> 
<laughs> the old guy that you know knows his shortcomings. That, yes. That's that's helpful. I, I I've made a living of talking for twelve seconds. Yeah, yeah, in between out, songs so. and getting and done. Yeah, five exactly. minute newscast, not so much. <laughs> so, how long were you there? Uh, about two and a half years. Okay, yeah. um, and then uh, we moved to Rockford, Illinois. Hmm, I've heard of Rockford, Illinois. Yes, yeah. uh, and worked at a, a station there. Started at uh, uh, what was it? Uh, w Y F E. Okay. And it was a classic rock station, and then it changed to um, a hot AC station. Okay. And luckily, I was the only one they kept on. Uh-huh. <laughs> nice. I don't know why, but yeah, they yeah. kept me on. Well, it's like what happened to me at uh, when I started, you know, when you came into town, and we'll get to that in a little while, but um, I had been kept over from the other format. I was, of course, only part-time, but I had been doing mornings on an oldies format, and then when uh, the uh, Dame Media folks came in and bought the station, changed it to the river, and I was the, uh, I think I was one of maybe two part-timers they kept on, everybody full and part-time was, was let go, yeah. Yeah. consider myself very lucky yeah. yeah would never have met you had they let me go probably <laughs> yeah who knows you never can tell. never can tell so you made that transition now yeah. now and you're still just plain jocking are you getting yeah. more responsibilities along yeah, the way we, here? i was doing some you know production and imaging and good uh they i helped with the music at some point um good we had uh a consultant tim moore who uh, you know, was a great guy and ended up suggesting me for a programming job at another station. Nice. So we moved. Actually, we didn't move. We, we, we still lived there. We had a house there, and I drove down the expressway to Dundee, Illinois. Okay, that one and you got me on. I don't it's know. It's another Dundee. suburb of the Chicago, <laughs> okay. Chicago area. All right. Um, and uh, so I, that was my first programming job at a classic hit station there. There you go. Uh, the Wabbit. The Wabbit? <laughs> Wabbit. W-A-B-T. We, okay. <laughs> we, I'll, probably, I'll probably get hit by lightning for this, but we changed format from a Christian station to a classic rock station. Whoa, now there's a flip. Wow. <laughs> um, but I learned, I learned a ton there sure. at that station sure. um, and was doing mornings and programming there. Again, we were on a uh, three to four year um, program where we would go for three or four years and then move. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, and there was another consultant who had heard me on the air there, uh, Lorna Osborne, who was incredible. And uh, she asked me to interview for another job at a station in Kenosha, Illinois that okay. was changing formats. Okay. Um, so I went there and programmed now, there. Kenosha, Illinois, not Kenosha, Kenosha Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Okay, yeah. Sorry. That's what Kenosha, I thought. Wisconsin. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, and it was like 50,000 watts. It's still there. They're doing an amazing job with it. They've they've turned it. We, we Again, it was like a classic hit station, and they've gone more of a heavy rock Okay. And All right. You know, what they what just are the calls? Their 30th or so year because we went in and flipped it from CHR to classic hits. Gotcha. And it's been gotcha. there ever since. What's, what are the calls stuff. there? Uh, w I I L. Okay. Cool. So. Um, well, they're starting to add up. You know, we're, yeah. we're, we've had a few, a uh, few, uh, and then different call letters here. Lorna was not only consulting there, but she was consulting with Day Media out here. Uh huh. And so. Um, the station there was go, undergoing some changes. Um, uh, you know, I think it was being bought out or something. And she suggested that I 
interview here mm. and then that's how i got here yeah now that's that's a little i mean that's not a few minutes outside of chicago anymore i mean you have you have now made a, a major move yes right? i mean you came the heck half, out of me. halfway across the country yeah. <laughs> my wife was still back ah okay back there for yeah. a couple of months yeah no i've been there done that yeah, yeah. That, that, that can happen so um, um, now, did you know anything about the dames before you, you joined them? Or, no. Uh, no, no, no. Actually, uh, when I interviewed, I interviewed at their stations in Harrisburg. So sure. when I took the job here, um, I had never actually been to Albany. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Well, it saved you a little extra drive. You know, you didn't have to come all the way to Albany, you know, but uh, so. And, and, and I, I had actually uh, turned the job down originally. Hmm. Um, and it had nothing to do with the job. We were uh, we were foster parents at the ah, time. Okay. And, um, Good for you. you. Know, the the uh, Jake was with us, and you know we didn't want to just send him to another place. But it, sure. So I, I I'm like now we got to stay here, and we well we good for you. Turn that down. Yeah. Um, but then uh, about a month or so later, they decided that he was going to move in with his grandmother. Ah, okay. So, so kind of opened that door. And. And, you know, I saw the job was still open. I called back up and... How about that? So, so I guess we were meant to be you here. Meant to be, absolutely. We were meant to meet, you and I. <laughs> Sorry about that. Oh, uh, hey, you know, it's a cross I bear. <laughs> so uh, now uh, remind me when that was. What year did you come and join uh, us here? 1996. Six, okay. I, I figured it was about 95 or 96. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out how long we've... We've known each other, and we're going on 30 years here, guy. Yes. Yeah, craziness. But, um, yeah, so you you came into town. Now, I'll I'll backtrack a little bit. They changed WGYFM, became um, the river, WRVE, and they kept me on uh, doing Saturday mornings. And uh, when you came into town, did you follow Hank Nevins? Was he the guy that yeah, had left uh, here? Yeah, I had yeah. never met him. But yeah, okay, he yep. Was before I me. thought so. I thought he was the only program director I remember um, at uh, at the river before you got there. And uh, so you came in in '96. And by that time, we had moved to one Washington Square. Yes, yes, yes. I thought so. Yeah. Um, and uh, I don't know about you, but the, the dames were some of the nicest people, the most professional folks that I ever worked for. And I'm, uh, I was really sorry that it was only for such a short time before, you know, the world blew up and uh, you know people uh, started buying up radio stations yeah. left and right. Yeah. yeah but no, did were, you have? Uh, were, were they good to oh, you? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah they're yeah. very good. You know, it was a family-run company, but they, um, you know, they did. They believed in the product. Yes, they did. Yeah, and and they had told us uh, when they came into town that they had had an eye on WGY for years. They really wanted. Uh, they they knew how big a deal really? that station was here, and they just felt that that would be a perfect fit for what you know they they did uh, with radio. That um, you know they they had to have it, and so they set their sights on it and got big enough that they could uh, buy it. And uh, when they came into town, the rumors immediately started uh, because there was a river in Harrisburg uh, format. And they said, that's probably what's going to happen. And I'm figuring, well, you know, I should be able to handle this. And I guess I I did. They they (laughs) kept me around. And uh, if you listen to some of my early air checks, though, it's like I didn't know exactly how to approach it because it was all high energy oldies before that. And so all of a sudden they're saying to me, just dial it back a little bit. Well, I, I think I sounded more like a classical radio announcer doing, you know, classic rock. And, uh, you know, I was it was really, really kind of strange. But I, I found my way. 
And uh, you come in in 96, and um, and again, a little bit of change for the family. Now, uh, what? how big was the family at the time? Uh, it was just us. Just you just two? Us, yes. Okay, so you started your family here. Yeah, yeah. And um, settled up in Clifton Park. Uh, we're just we're in Boston Lake. Boston Lake. Okay. Actually, uh, the first house we had, uh, we thought we were in Clifton Park, but then <laughs> we discovered we were in Boston Lake. Oh, yeah, well, I live in Gilderland, <laughs> and my mailing address is Schenectady, so there you go. You know, it's it's the way it works around here. So, what did you? Not a big change climate-wise, obviously. No, but what we, did you think of the town when you got here? It's the same weather three days later. <laughs> yeah, you know, so. that's true. Um, pretty much, yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's very nice. We like you know going up to the Adirondacks. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, if we wanted to go to the big city, we can do you that. Could easily. yeah, yeah. Um, so it was you know it, it's turned into our home. It's, yeah. So who was uh, again? This is taxing the, the the brain cells a little bit. But who was around when uh, when you came on board uh, on on the air? We had. Uh, Gabby Parsons was doing uh, oh, middays. Oh sure, I still keep in touch with Gabby. Yeah, uh, she was great. <laughs> she's. Um, just trying to remember who else was there. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't mean to, to, to make yeah. you... Uh, yeah. uh, Scott Matthews came up from Harrisburg to do the morning okay. show. Okay, all right, I do remember that name. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, he went on, uh, he does uh, voiceover work for uh, like a million stations. Cool. He's um, If you listen to, uh, the thing that pops in my head is the, like the, the Bruce Springsteen station on Sirius. Okay. It's his, his voice doing yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, he and he actually was the voice for our station for a while. Ah, okay. All right, so. all right. And now you've done some of that over the bit. years as well. Yeah, yeah right, bit. where you do uh, station, uh, what, what do we call it? Uh, imaging. Imaging, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. All the hits. Ken Leroy. Hey, this is Ed Sheeran. Hi. Bobby and Taz in the morning. You're not anybody unless you're on TV. And a summer of 1,000 tickets. That is hot. You're the best. Hot 105.9. Hey, I'm Dua Lipa. Dua Lipa on the number one hit music station. 95.7 The Vibe. All the hits. Hi, this is Harry Styles. All the hits. 96.3 The Buzz. You can buy your own concert tickets. Come on. Usually. But Hot 94.1 is the only station that can get you on stage. Hey guys, I'm Taylor Swift. With Taylor Swift. Oh my God. It's a once in a millennium opportunity. Oh my God. Smelling salts not included. Hit music now. Z 101.5. More commercial-free hits. Hello, this is Beyonce. Start. Hi, I'm Danny Right now. It's the Kid Leroy. I'm Kiss 93.3. Now that I'm not, you know, in radio anymore, that opens that up a little bit more because mm. there was, you know, a little bit of a conflict of interest at some point. Could so. be in some places, yeah. You were there for... Um... From 96 until just till December, l- this past, past December. December, yeah. So that's a lot of years at the same radio station. <laughs> yeah, it is. What were you, what were you, th- I mean, you were on the four to five year plan, as you mentioned yeah. a little while ago. So what, what were your thoughts uh, along the way? Were, was there ever um, anything that made you think, uh, okay, it's time for me to get out of here and, no. and try something new? No, no. It, wow. It, it's uh, you know, it was I, that Saturday morning guy that was just so good. I know. I just you wanted just to get to know believe. him better. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I want to sit down and talk with him. And it yeah. took this long for that to yeah, There you go. There you go. And and you wind up on his podcast. You know, <laughs> things just meant to be. 
Um, well, let me share you some of my remember uh, remembrances, my memories of the, the first time I remember having. I don't want to say words with you. I, I want to say I disagreed with something. Okay. And, and you may not remember this, but it, it sticks in my head. Okay. okay. Oh no, you boy, were always. What did I do? No, no, you were always very good to me. And um, um, what what I liked is that, especially when the dames were in control and, and running the, the, the station, they were very good at leave at making sure the part timers were involved in any meetings that went on. Okay. I mean, you were just a big a part of the radio station as the full timers in their eyes, and I. I really enjoyed that. So I, I got to grow along with these guys that were working full-time, even though I was part-time in it and I'd been in it for, you know, 30 years by that time. Um, but what I remember is that you had um, wanted Tom Robinson, who was doing the evenings, you wanted him in a meeting with us. And this new fangled um, uh, software had come out called uh, that you could voice track with <laughs> so that he could record an hour or so of his show and come to this meeting. And I'm thinking, really? He's not going to be live on the air? He's going to be recorded? What does this mean for the future of radio? And and I, I remember just saying something to you about, um, that can't sound as good as being live in the studio. That just, it can't. And you, of course, you know, knew the technology, knew maybe by this time that this was the coming thing, and uh, said, no, no, it, it works. Well, how about that that one CD that we play, that one song, and, and, and it doesn't hit right away. You have to know to press the button early and all that stuff. You're saying, it's all taken care of by the computer, you know? <laughs> and so, again, we're not arguing, but I'm just at a loss to explain how you could pre-record, you know, a show and make it sound live which now is the way it's done pretty yeah. much, yeah. you know, not too many live shows left. So, uh, but again, you don't remember any of that conversation uh, probably, I, do you? I, I don't, but, uh, yeah, but <laughs> that's it's probably what I would have said. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's stuck in my head, yeah, because, wow. well, I, I was the old guy, you know. I mean, God, I'd been around for a while and, and just never imagined it would turn into what it's turned into. Well, I, I, you know, I remember we'd have to stack up all the CDs. Oh, and God, like, yes. You spent oh, yeah. all your time doing that kind of garbage. Mm -hmm. And yep, then you exactly. talk for 12 seconds and yeah, sit exactly. around. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But no, you're right. You're right. Um, and then there was uh, the occasion where you thought you had queued up the right uh, cut on the CD. Oh, yeah. And, um, and all of a sudden Cher starts singing. And I go, oh, I don't think that's in the format. <laughs> you know? I did that once or twice. But um, yeah, so that's just at the beginning of uh, you know the voice tracking era, if yeah. you will. Yeah. So tell us, uh, tell us about the, uh, the 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 buyout. Tell us when when the dames left and um, and at the time Clear Channel came in. What what was it like? Uh, it was you know it was uh, a transition into you know Clear Channel. I remember um, Lowry Mays. Mm -hmm. um, you know he was he was a part of it at that time. Yep. And uh, he came up and went to Saratoga. Came in and spoke with everybody, and it was. It, yeah, you know, it was a, it was a transition, but sure, you know, they still took good care of you. Yeah, yeah, no, no, the I have no complaints, and there there are many people that do, and, and can't understand why I wouldn't. But I mean, I, I worked for uh, that corporation for you know the last twenty years of my career, and really had no complaints. Now I did have a complaint pretty quickly after they took over, because you had you came to me and said um, um, they're getting rid of all the part timers on the weekends. The full time guys are gonna voice track the weekends and uh, i knew that voice tracking was going to catch up with me <laughs> so you let me go from uh from the river but 
stupid person that you are when it comes to hiring people. Um, I don't think it was even uh, a few months later where you took over the duties of running WTRY, which had gone FM by then, and uh, invited me back to uh, to help out there. And I spent my last 18 years on the radio on TRY, you know, just just doing weekends. We used to uh, be called utility men because you would uh, you would help me out uh, and and give me some extra hours and and do some other stuff besides just the. Uh, you know, just the jockeying in the studio, the occasional remote, or yeah, it was always always very fluid. You know, there if um, you know they asked me to watch over that station for a while, mm-hmm. uh, watched over Kiss for a while, wherever the need was. Mm-hmm. You know, you do mm-hmm. what do what you could do. Yeah, well, a lot of that happened because um, you know, as, as history has proven. Um, um, the economy did a real number on the folks that bought lots and lots of radio and TV stations, and including Clear Channel, uh, now iHeart, and uh, they wound up uh, cutting back on staff uh, continually, you know, over the years, which eventually led to, you know, my retirement, but uh, and then a lot of others along the way. Well, they, you know, I mean, it's every business goes through a t- transition, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you know take care of some efficiencies that yeah. need to be taken care of. And they, they've they always treated me fairly and yeah. very well. I can't complain at all. Let's talk format a little bit. I remember when um, when you first came on board, we were really, um, you know, it was rock and roll without the hard edge, <laughs> you know, was, was the, the catchphrase. And, uh, but it really was, we, we didn't play anything uh, very current at all. I mean, it had to be a few years old if we were playing it. Yeah, what, we played uh, seven currents, I believe. Okay. There, there you <laughs> and, go. and it was always a no repeat day so you can only play them once there you go there you go yeah crazy um but um that that that, then the conscious choice uh, was made obviously to uh to become a little bit more of a you know contemporary uh, station over the years it just transitioned nicely over the years that way uh did, did you have any say in that or were you getting a lot of that from uh from uh texas from san antonio um headquarters yeah i I th- it, it was always a collaborative thing, you Good. know. Um, they'd have we we had different um, you know national people that would come in, and you know they pretty much let us do our thing. But they would also have input and you know uh, access to research, and um, so I you know it depended on who was who was running it at the time and how mm-hmm. hands on they were. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was it was you know a, a team effort. I thought. Yeah. You know, it was it wasn't here. You're going to do this now. It was you know. Let's look at this, and I would offer suggestions, and that was. I always felt that was my job, whether they liked what I had to say or not. Okay. Um, you know, my job was to give them my opinion. Okay. And yeah. you know, whoever, whether it was uh, you know the general manager or you know someone in programming. That's mm-hmm. what they were paying me for, is to give mm-hmm. them my opinion, whether they wanted to follow it or not. Yeah. You know, it, I didn't let it bother me if they didn't want to follow it, mm-hmm. but that was what they were paying me for. Mm-hmm. Now, when you first joined the station, you had an, an air shift. Yes. Yeah. What were you doing? Uh, I think I was doing afternoons. Okay. I thought so. Yeah. And um, eventually, though, you I, weren't you off air for a while? Um, programming and, and, and without a, an actual shift you know or maybe I, not. I, no, before I got here I was, but I think I've been on the air okay. most of the time. All right. Here. I, 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 you know, 
Wasn't paying attention. Yeah, well, <laughs> obviously I wasn't either. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I know it's hard to condense, you know, all the years that you were there down to some specific events, but what stands out in your mind, um, you know, from 96 to, you know, 2020? Um, you know, we did a lot of great great events. We got to get in on uh, with WGY, with the Radiothon for the Children's Hospital, yes. which was always mm. um, a big event. And yeah. I thought that was always very important for uh, the community. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I remember we did um, the Pay Less for the Dress. <laughs> um, what was that at, about? At the... Um, at the uh, New York Women's Expo. Okay. Um, this is where people donated like old uh, prom dresses and okay, you know, yes. formal dresses. And I do then, remember that. Yeah. And then um, people could come and buy them for, for prom for like 10 bucks. There you go. And cool. It was mayhem. <laughs> <laughs> but in a good way. It's like working in Filene's basement during we, Christmas or whatever. Never had yeah. enough dressing rooms and things got interesting at times. Oh, um, that's wild. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, that was always a good event. Yeah. I, I do remember um, there was a Bon Jovi concert. <laughs> okay. Where I think John. Bon Jovi almost had me whacked. <laughs> oh, really? So what brought um, that about? Well, we were doing a backstage broadcast, and they were, um, you know, doing their sound check. So, okay, so up at SPAC? Yes. Yeah. So I went down, and I, I'm like, yeah, I'll help them sell some tickets. I'll, I'll take a little video, and then we'll, you know, post that on social media and stuff. And so I'm doing that, and they're doing their sound check, and all of a sudden, the lights are flashing at, at SPAC. Uh, on a, you know, I'm like, yeah. wow, that's kind of weird. And all of a sudden, um, there's... The bouncers are coming over. And they're like, "You will remove that video, right?" Oh I'm no! Like, I'm like, I, I was just trying to help. Oh god! <laughs> and um, <laughs> and I was just like, "Yeah, yeah, no, no problem." And uh, Randy Tyler was doing the morning show at the mm-hmm. time, and she's mm-hmm. like going at this guy. Oh boy! And I'm like, uh, "Oh, geez. all right, yeah, you can yell at him, but he'll beat me up first. Exactly, exactly, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, well, that's fine. <laughs> so that was my my big Bon Jovi story. And then later, we went backstage, and we were supposed to do an interview, and, and uh, we were talking to Tico Torres, and I don't know if he recognized me from down there, but he was giving me the eye the whole oh, time. Geez. Oh, man. <laughs> so that's, I had an interesting uh, time with, mm-hmm, with Bon mm-hmm. Jovi. <laughs> yeah, some uh, some big, big acts that the station uh, was involved with up at up SPAC over the years. Yeah, yeah. We, did, we did a lot of the River Summer Night Out concerts, yeah, which yeah. were always a great time. I think, I think my claim to fame... Uh, in Albany is being able to use one of those water balloon launchers, you know, the big slingshot things. Okay. And a t-shirt up into the upper deck. All right. Snack, yeah, yeah. Without anyone falling out of the upper deck. <laughs> uh, I mean, that was, that. that's, I think that's my that's biggest accomplishment. Neat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my, um, I, I start, when I started in radio, 1969, Chicago had just come out, Chicago Transit Authority. And immediately I fell in love with these guys and always, always wanted a chance to uh, interview, if, if not interview them, at least introduce them on stage. And it actually happened in oh, probably around 2018, 2019. Jamie uh, Roberts, who does mornings on TRY to this day, uh, was uh, going out of town, couldn't handle the gig and said, would you mind, would you mind introducing <laughs> Chicago on stage at SPAC? And I just, I immediately said, okay, 
I'm, I, I can end tomorrow, and I'm fine. <laughs> I'm full circle with this. I have no problem with this. They've been around as long as I've been on the radio, and uh, and this is cool. And it was it was quite the highlight. Um, my neighbors were there, but they came in a little. Uh, they they hadn't quite sat down yet. And before they got to the amphitheater, they're hearing my voice on the PA introducing the group. And a couple days later, I see the neighbor goes, was that you introducing the Chicago on stage? And I said, you, I, you didn't recognize me? He goes, no, we hadn't sat down yet. I heard your voice. And I thought, I said, yeah, that was me uh, with a dream come true. Yeah, it, it, it got to happen, you know, so. That's pretty cool. Uh, that's pretty neat. <laughs> Another one of the fundraisers I remember you doing uh, because <laughs> how could you not miss it? You painted some of the vans pink over over the years. You yes. did a lot of uh, heart stuff uh, for the, was it for the yeah uh, for the American Cancer Society yes, and yeah. Breast Cancer Awareness Month. That's it. Know, yeah, we did. Uh, we had our pink vans that we would yeah. drive around. Sure, uh, they were old station vehicles um, and. Not really good. Shape. Yeah, well past their prime. Yeah, I've I've driven a few. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, there was there was one that uh, was well past its prime, and and we painted it pink in my garage. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> With and and uh, we had to peel off all of the I think it was the sports station's logo on it. Okay. I had heat guns out there, and oh. then I. <laughs> I actually painted it with a a roller and house paint. Are you serious? <laughs> I had no idea. Yes, and then uh, and then we ended up crushing it because we were crushing cancer. So ah, we took it to a, there you go. To a, so it was no great loss we, at that point. We uh, yeah. we crushed it live on a video camp. <laughs> That's and, pretty cool. You know, too. all the time raising uh, money. That's for, true for the cause. Yeah, for a good cause. That, that's a part yeah, of people got to sign their names on it yeah. and make donations. So yep, yep. Fun. I do remember that. Yeah, that is pretty cool. I, I mean, I remember when I first got into radio. Uh, my second job in radio, they they mentioned that I might uh, need to mow the lawn on the weekends, but I never thought <laughs> painting a car would be in, involved in working at a radio station. Uh, my in-laws were visiting, and my mother-in-law was helping me scrape the logos <laughs> off. So, that's and terrific. They, they, they still invited me around for Christmas. And stuff, there so you go. Like, <laughs> yeah, they, they didn't disown you. <laughs> no, there's some great memories there as well. Uh, that part of radio, I really hadn't thought about, even though I had done some fundraising stuff over the years, until um, the folks from the National Kidney Foundation approached us when I was at WGNA. They had a country music radiothon. Uh, pre-recorded they had like 12 hours pre-recorded came on disc and then you did local breaks and so uh, we hmm. did that for like the last four or five years I was at the station and I wound up um, serving on the national board of directors for like 10 years after wow. that yeah and it was all because of radio introducing me to that and that part of philanthropy and, and that sort of thing. And, and I had, I made friends. I could go to almost any city in America for uh, most of the 1990s. And I knew somebody there because of, uh -huh. uh, you know, working on this board. Uh, we met four times a year. So I got to make some great friends along the way wow. and raise some great money. I ran their car program for a while where you tuned in, you turned in your old car, you know, for junk and turned it into cash for the kidney foundation, kidney car campaign. Wow. Yeah, it was fun. So, um, and, and I know, again, that those are the things that you did were close to your heart as well. I mean, whenever you can use the strength and the power of the media to, you know, raise money for good, to me, that, that's, that's sometimes more important than saying that was, this is, you well, know. You know, and the thing is, it's, it has 
really very little to do with the radio station or the people on it because if if people don't call in and and make their donations it's true you know it's it's the community it's the community we're just you're right. we're just the mouthpiece for yeah it. and this is a very giving community right. I, I can tell you yeah when we first started that radiothon um i think the first year we made a couple grand because it was brand new nobody knew anything by the time uh we were done doing it just uh the, when i was done doing it a few years later uh we were up to 20 and thirty thousand dollars we were raising in, in two days you know so uh we thought that was pretty darn good, and mm-hmm. uh, and you're right. It's the community. It's a very giving community. There's some great yeah. charities here that uh, benefit from you know broadcasters in this market. Yeah. So, um, 2022. Did you know that would be the uh, the last year on uh, on the radio? Was it sneaking yeah, up was, on you? I was, it was, I was feeling it. Yeah. yeah. You know, they they were nice enough to. Um, there was, in uh, what was it 2020? I think no. I don't, can't remember, but there, you know, there were some changes, and uh, my position was eliminated. Okay, and uh, so I, you know, was gone for a couple of months, and then yeah. they called me back to do yeah, morning no, show, I, I would, which yeah. I had no inkling, inkling yeah. to ever do again. <laughs> I, I'm thinking, I'm pretty sure you were let go the same time I was in early 2020. It was like January of 2020. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. I think you were one of the five or six that all went on the same day yeah. from the stations that, um, yeah, we had, uh, what, seven, six different stations. Yeah. And um, yeah, and uh you know, it didn't come as a terrible surprise to me. And what about you? What were your thoughts when it happened? You know, whenever anything like that's going on, you never know. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I, w- I was, I guess I wasn't surprised, but, you know, it was still a shock. Oh, you well, know, at, same. At, yeah. at the time, our, our daughter was uh, doing studying abroad. Oh, boy. And, and so, I, you know, I didn't want to call her. To, she called me. One day, and I was at home. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she's like, "What are you doing home?" I'm like, uh, "I came home early today." Oh boy! And so I didn't yeah. want to tell her. Sure. You know, until she got yeah. back. And she didn't need to know. <clears throat> she was she was kind of upset, um, but you know. And then they they uh, called me back to help with the morning show. Mm. And, there, uh, for for folks listening that, that are thinking about a career in radio or or maybe uh, just never knew this part of it, there's this thing called burning bridges. And you, you just never do it in this business. You know, you avoid it at all costs. Uh, and yeah, and I've tried to do that over the years. And, when you know, the, I mean, the people, the, around. our general manager, Kristen and, and John Cooper, they were always very good to me. Yeah, and, yeah and, same here. You know, and I knew it was nothing that they had control over. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, it was nothing personal. Yeah, it was coming out of national. That, yeah. That's the way, it, you know, that position wasn't there anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, they found one, you know, that came up. You know, in a few months, and uh, you know, I had not thought of ever doing a morning show again. I had done one, you know, <laughs> a long, long time before that, thirty years ago. Yeah, yeah. And that's hard work. Just yeah. getting up that early, and yeah. um, you know, it 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 came to the point where it just it you know I had had mm. enough. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, luckily, you know, we we're in a position where I could retire and and do other things. Good, good. No, I'm I'm glad it's it's uh, worked out for you. We'll talk about those those other things in in a moment. But um, yeah, the the burning bridges thing. Uh, it only happened once where, um, and it wasn't my fault. I didn't know she had done it. My wife wrote a letter to the program, <laughs> the, the uh, general manager oh. of this first station that fired me. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and uh, you know, said, uh, you know, good Christian people that you are, and all this oh, stuff. And, uh, I, and oh. as Shelly told me later, I said, you know, we just don't do that in this business. And and as it got to the part where, um, when you think about it, there are three or four major corporations that own most of the radio stations <laughs> in this market. You you let get let go from one iHeart station, and that means that there are six others maybe that you can't work for. You know, especially if you burn the bridges. You know, so I, I never did that, um, you know, going forward. And, and that certainly helped. Well, when you had to let me go from the river and you find me on TRY a few months later, same thing. Yeah. You know, so, uh, yeah, it's worked out well. Um, I, I want to thank you because even late in my career and only, again, only being a part-timer, you took the time to listen now and again and uh, not fall asleep uh, on a sun- <laughs> Sunday afternoon and and actually critique and actually give me some ideas and some thoughts on how I could make the show better. And I didn't get a lot of that. Um, uh, I, I got it very early in my career, and there was a long time where nobody was doing that for me. And so um, for, for you to just uh, point me in, in a better direction occasionally, uh, I always appreciate it and always took it, and obviously, as, as um, you know, direction that uh, would help me. And, uh, and that's what program directors, good program directors anyway, do. Um, as far as I know, you never had a, 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 a flashing red hotline in the studio. You never, uh, no, no. You, you, you know. I, I have called people in there before. Yeah. Um, and just, out of, out of, you know, if I heard something good on here, I'd say, hey, that was really good. You know, you did that to me once. <laughs> yes, you did. And, uh, and, and, and and I stole the line from somewhere, but I used it on the radio. And, and you just thought it was such a kick that you called immediately and said, hey, that, that, was, that was a great line. You know? <laughs> so that, that, that's good I, to do, too. Yeah, you I know? think that, yeah. you know, I mean, people are in there working and, and trying to do the best they can. And you try yeah. to give them some direction on... Mm-hmm. And some encouragement. No, you're you're always a a good boss to me, or or you wouldn't be sitting here on this <laughs> right now, to be honest with you. <laughs> but I, I lucked out in that respect because okay. I really could have worked for some real you know jerks along the way, and and I wouldn't have been there as long as I was just uh, you know just a regular old weekend guy that uh, you know I think we saw each other uh, you know we were lucky we saw each other <laughs> twice a year yeah. you know but hey what's going on yeah exactly when'd you grow the beard stuff. <laughs> you know? so, like that you know but it was it, we, no, we had some fun along the way and i do have some some great memories of uh you know working at station there's stations that you were involved with and so uh, i thank you for uh, making that part of my life so fun and, and easy well, so you um decide and and you're nowhere near retirement age as far as i'm as i know i mean you know i mean you certainly <laughs> don't look it and you don't have to share your age with us but but um you you do decide it was time to you know give up the the, the mornings yeah and yeah. uh and and just get out of the business yeah, that, you full know time. that the 345 alarm just, yeah, you know, yeah that that is hard i don't know how people yeah. do that our, our friend mike patrick just uh, uh you know retired from wgy news having done mornings you know most of his time there and so uh yeah same thing he just uh, and he, he just he he just <laughs> he says look at this 
we're, it was Sunday night, I think. We're, we're out at Friendly's at 7.30 at night. I don't have to go home and go to bed. <laughs> it was just I want to stay up and watch the end of a baseball game. Exactly, exactly. So, no, that, that certainly makes a big difference. But what was terrific is that you already kind of set yourself up for your next chapter, which is cool. So, yeah. for a while, you've been not only doing the, the station positioning stuff and, and uh, that sort of thing, but you've been doing uh, audio book work. Yeah, I, I actually, um, I put together my own uh, first home studio like in 1993. Really? That long ago? Yes. Wow. I, I bought this great big eight-track reel-to-reel machine. Okay. Which was very cool. I mean, the yeah. Beatles did stuff on four tracks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's I, neat. Um, and it was like six months before they came out with all the digital stuff. So there you a, go. It was yeah. a good plan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, I've been, you know, doing kind of... I've always loved the production end of it. Today, Kelly grabs delicious Jimmy Dean sausage from the fridge, fully cooked and ready in seconds. It makes breakfast feel complete, which makes her husband, Bill, feel like completing something. And for a limited time, you'll get $100 off your first bill when you sign up on any G&G plan. No catch, just instant savings. So don't go with the same old game plan. Come to Dickie's and tackle our MVP deal. You'll get three pounds of any of these, plus three sides, any three you like, for just $29.99. The Verizon Network keeps people, machines, and devices connected in more places than any other network, covering over 98% of the U.S. population. Because nothing solves a problem like 525 foot-pounds of no boundaries. The new Ford Super Duty. When does a hospital become more than a hospital? When it figures out it should come to you, not the other way around. When it makes healthcare easy, where you need it, when you need it. Honey, have you seen my keys and my wallet and the dog? Oh, there you are. You didn't eat my wallet, did you? Because all it takes for Patron to beat their tequila is handmade perfection. So I've been doing that on and off for a number of years. In the last uh, few years, it's it's been like working two full-time jobs. Ah. And, you know... Uh, I I like the fact that I can record when I want to record. Yes, um, you know, have the flexibility. Um, I've you know been doing, been having some success with audio books. Yeah, um, and I've you know done commercials and uh, you know uh, corporate uh, mm. video voiceovers. Yeah, that's that's what my um, niche seems to be these days is is corporate stuff. Um, a lot of um, webinar sort of uh, educational type things. Well, you sound yeah. much more educated. Than well, I, do. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> I am not. Although I didn't finish college either, but uh, you know, sorry, um, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, but uh, no, I, I've heard your work, and and it's okay. it's it's stellar, and uh, and it's it seems to be uh, rewarding as as well. It's it's getting yeah, it's there. It's a lot of fun. You yeah, know, I, I mainly do um, like uh, mysteries, and yeah, thrillers, and you know that's stuff that I read in in for entertainment yeah and to be able to work with some of the authors you know it it just amazes me that people can just sit down with a blank piece of paper oh. and, and write you know I, i've done books that are 16 hours long oh yeah you know? yeah yeah um and and just the creativity and uh, you know and i've been lucky enough um where i've had authors come back and said wow i can't believe i wrote that you mm. know and and yeah you know that you you just you know to be able to deliver something that 
they're even uh, happy with it. And it's like, you know, this is kind of what I heard yeah. in my head. There you go. And you do have to have both audiences. You have to, you know, get the buy-in from the author and then hopefully the audience that, you know, purchases the product. Yeah. So I, I really enjoy doing it, yeah. whether I make any money at it or yeah. whatever, you know, and, and you know, I, I I am getting paid for it, nice, but nice, uh, whether yeah. you know, but, I, I really enjoy it. Yeah, and you know, and that's part of why I stayed in radio as long as I did. It certainly wasn't for the money. Uh, most folks that I've interviewed, uh, you know, we we've we've done it because of the love we had of, of the business, and it's the same thing with what I do now. I mean, I just you know enjoy the work so much it does not seem like work to me i i may do um a project that's got uh, you know 300 different slides that i'm going to narrate and it doesn't seem like work yeah. uh it is just it's i enjoy it so much i do make them pay me but uh, <laughs> but it doesn't seem like work um, now, the only audio book I've done is of mine. This right. is time for me to get my plug in for uh, I'll Have to Ask My Mom, which is my <laughs> audio my, memoir, uh, available through Audible. And it's in print as well through uh, um, Amazon.com. And uh, your stuff is out there wherever good audio books are sold yeah, in most a, cases, you know, right? You, you just search it on Audible yeah. or you know, go to my website. There's, uh, I think there are uh, probably about 15 books that are currently on Audible. Nice. Um, so nice. Um, what I enjoy most about what I've heard you do, and, I, and I, I, I'm sorry, I have not listened to a whole book that you've done. I've listened to, to bits and pieces of some of them, is the fact that you do throw some other voices in there. You do some character voices. You make the person, uh, you bring the character to life. And not every audiobook is done that way. But you've, have you found that to be challenging? Have you found that to be... I was doing an audition this morning where I had to do a, a Cockney voice. And I had oh, done wow. one. I've, I've, done, I've done some British voices before, but not, yeah. you know, the Cockney thing is... Yeah. And I'm like, I, I had a, I, it took me a little while to, to try and get it. Sure, you know, sure. And, and it's not like it's an impersonation. It's a hint of... Gotcha. accent is what gotcha. what I do. It's not a full on, you know, no one's going to yeah. confuse me for, you know, a real live Brit. Okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. gotcha. Uh, but, you know, try to differentiate the characters so it's easy to follow and you don't have to listen for Joe Blow said. You can tell mm-hmm. by the voice that, you know, it's that person talking. Yeah. Um, so that they are challenging. And, uh, you know, sometimes they're better than others. <laughs> oh, sure, sure. Yeah. And you but, learn uh, as you go. But again, uh, you know, <laughs> full yeah. disclosure, it's not, I'm, I'm not, uh, you know, the next great actor. Uh, it, it's, it's to give people an idea who is speaking. I put the firearm against his forehead. Just get up, Gordo, and move forward. Entiende? Put the gun down. No need for violence, Rafa said. He had a hard time standing in the small compartment. Everyone looked at him as he struggled. Finally, he was up and moving. Sit in the captain's seat and buckle up, I said, standing by the cockpit door, but looking back at the others. Now look, Rafa, I'm not here because of your drugs, but I'm here to know why you killed Diane. Who's Diane? I put the firearm on his right knee. I had nothing to do with that, believe me. Answer me question, Dom said. Hang on, I'll be right back. I took the steaks into the kitchen and walked back to the balcony. The potatoes aren't ready. Marcy will keep them warm in our small air fryer, I said. So what are you getting at, he insisted, frowning. My brother was so impatient. 
No small talk for him. So I toyed with him some more. What I'm worried about, I said, pausing and looking straight into his blue eyes, is the steaks will overcook in that little oven. Mother of God, you're such a pain in the ass. Upon turning 18 in November of 1970, the army came calling. Unlike most young men forced to serve when their number popped up, I was thrilled. Being in the service was the only place Samuel couldn't reach me anymore. Vietnam was over 8,000 miles away from the cruel man who made me call him father. You missed another spectacular sunset and the collar of the poachers. What do you think I want? Marcy asked. He wants me to solve a murder. Whose murder? Marcy inquired, sitting up on the beach lounge chair. His own, I replied. Marcy looked up at me as if I were drunk. What? Did you say his own? A four-wheeler cuts me off and I stomp on the brakes. Idiot! I yell at the blonde in the little red sports car and reach for the air horn. My rig slows, but I have 80,000 pounds that don't care about stupid people riding my back. The precious gap between my truck's front bumper and the end of my career quickly evaporates. Well, it, it comes across, you know, very professionally, and I congratulate you on that kind of success. Um, I taught voice acting uh, for uh, the last 10 years of my full-time career and have had some of my students go on to, to, to do what you're doing, I'm very proud to say, but they bring the talent. It's just me, you know, getting them going in the right direction so they can, you know, see some results from that talent. And, um, you know, you certainly uh, seem to, to fit right in there, and it seems to be working for you, and that's that's tremendous. Uh, maybe you'll make enough money eventually that you can uh, get a little more soundproof studio. And so when your wife's walking on the st you know stairs above you, you know it's not creaking, uh, which is yeah. I have to stop my recording here when the lawnmowers start outside because I don't have a soundproof room. But uh, yeah, it works. It works really well except for when people are, uh, you know, walking around upstairs. Yeah, so. <laughs> and there's there's really nothing you can do about that. No, no, no. But I, well, you know, they they actually, and I'm sure you've seen them. They they do make these, yeah. these booths that you can construct in your yeah. in your home that are, are soundproof. Yeah, yeah, and they're they're a little expensive, but uh, it can be done. Mm -hmm. And I know some uh, voiceover uh, actors um, that travel the the country. Um, you know, sometimes teaching or talking about the business that actually bring a little portable you know, unit with them yep, because occasionally somebody will say, I need this and I need it today or tomorrow, and uh, you want to be able to do it for yeah, them and turn it around. You know, on vacation, I always yeah. bring... Uh, set up just in case. I, I did that once from Florida on my phone, believe it or not. So, and it, I don't think it was a final product. I think it was an audition. Yeah. And I, I really wanted the gig, so I uh, I actually did it on my phone and sent it to them. Uh, I don't remember now if I even got it, <laughs> to be honest with you. But uh, but it is a, a, a fun and, and yeah. uh, still challenging business. So the, the, the great part about what we do is that um, – uh, how often do you do it in your underwear, first of all, I have to ask? Uh, I do not. Oh, okay. I just wondered. Uh, <laughs> it does get a little stuffy in there sometimes. <laughs> um, I, I used to, uh, to say to folks, I can I, I walk across the hall from my bedroom to the den, and, and I'm working, you know, and that's, that's I actually often. have to put on my big boy pants every day, otherwise <laughs> it doesn't seem like I'm working. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's a smart thing to do, especially in case, you know, the mother-in-law drops by. Or something. It's probably not a, a bad thing to do, but it uh, it it does turn out to be nice to have the studio right there in the house. I remember 
for many years not having even just this setup that you see here, which is not much, uh, and, and having to hop in the car and, and you know go to a studio to record. So it's nice to be able to do it, especially here in, in retirement. And I guess what I was getting around to, and it's finally come back to me where I was headed with this, is um, since we're not... Um, uh, um, you know, breaking stones and then building bridges and stuff like that. We're either sitting down or we're standing up behind a microphone. We can do this as long as the darn voice holds out, you know, and, and doesn't start sounding like uh, an old man, yeah. you know, if you will, <laughs> unless that's the character in the book, you know, then you're all set, you know. But uh, that's what I find fun is that I'm still able to do this yeah. at, at my age, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. can do, you know, as much or as little as... Yeah, it, people will pay you to do and that's the and that's the other thing too you don't have to take uh, every job um and um and to be honest with you i don't even market myself very much i'm just as busy as i want to be my wife would probably say you could be busier you know we could vacation in, in france you know but uh, um you know that's that's not going to happen <laughs> anyway no i congratulations on the on the transition and uh, and having so much fun with what you're doing as well And, uh, and again, just, uh, you know, thanks for being a friend. You know, I mean, uh, I, have been able to call you, you, you helped me with my audio book. I want to thank you with that. (laughs) When I did my audio, you, you helped me with the final, uh, audio sound of it and, and, um, you know, took out some, some breaths and and made some of my oldest recordings sound like maybe they were recorded this century. (laughs) You know, I mean, that was, uh, that was very helpful. And, uh, and I, I still, I think, owe you at least a lunch for that. So, um, but I do appreciate you coming in and talking about it here, Randy. Oh, no, it's my pleasure. I wish you, you all all the luck going forward as well, okay? Thank you. Take care. Radio Split Ranch. When I asked Randy to be my guest this month, he was at first a little hesitant. He said, uh, not sure I have any exciting stories. Well, exciting or not, it was fun hearing the story of a great professional in every sense of the word. As we continue to keep a running count of all the call letters represented by our guests on the Radio Split Ranch, let's add Randy's into the mix here. He's worked for six different stations, bringing our total for the 18 folks we've interviewed so far to 188 You think we'll break the 200 mark next time? You never know. When I started this podcast a year and a half ago, I finally stumbled upon an answer to the question I'd been asking myself almost since I started in radio in 1969. What the heck will I do with the recordings I've kept of my work in broadcasting over the years? Uh, My wife, our two sons, even our granddaughter have never expressed any interest in listening to them, so no doubt they'll just get tossed when I'm gone. So I figured, why not put some of them out there on the World Wide Web, where they'll linger for eternity? Here comes another from the early days of WRVE, The River, in Albany, New York, before Randy McCartan's tenure, actually. I subbed for a couple of mornings in March of 1994, when the morning man and program director at the time, Hank Nevins, was out sick. I remember asking my boss at my full-time job at the time if he'd mind if I came in late to work uh, just by a couple of hours so I could make points with my part-time boss. And uh, my full-time boss put up with that for a couple of days until he noticed me dozing off at my desk late in the afternoon on the second day. So enjoy this memory and join us next month if you would. Until then, don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened. Bonnie Raitt. On the River, 99.5 WRVE, and I Can't Make You Love Me. Great, great song. Also heard Bob Seeger and the Silver Bullet Band. That's Turn the Page. From the River, 99.5 WRVE. Here are the Beatles. You say, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
The River, 99.5 WRVE, Beatles music, and hello, goodbye. I guess that's appropriate this morning. Hello, I'm Chris Warren. Hank Nevins had to say goodbye, at least for a little while. He's uh, under the weather, a second day here, but we do kind of expect uh, that he'll be back in the driver's seat this morning. We thank you for joining us on The River, 99.5 WRVE. We've got the cars coming up, some Billy Joel as well that you'll enjoy, and a whole morning of music and information. We do have um, uh, some school delays this morning. We'll give you these early ones in Rensselaer County because of the slush that has fallen, and it does seem to have fallen that way. Hoosick Falls Central will be uh, two hours delayed this morning, as will Berlin Central Schools. The Berlin Elementary School, there's no kindergarten because of kindergarten registration today. And St. Mary's Academy in Hoosick Falls, also a two-hour delay this morning. We'll keep you updated, and we'll get into some cars next. Okay, gang. Offer ends March 26th. We don't play games. We play rock and roll. We're the River, 99.5 WRVE. The River, 99.5 WRVE. From the bridge, there's Billy Joel, and this is the time. He celebrates his ninth wedding anniversary tomorrow, and he survived to talk about it. Cars before that, my best friend's girl. And here's the Jay guy, I'm sorry, James Taylor, if I read this right, and J.D. Seller on The River. The River, 99.5 WRVE. There's James Taylor and J.D. Seller. On the river, I'm Chris Warren, in for Hank Nevins, and Peter MacArthur's in for himself this morning and is just around the corner. So stick around for his news update, and then we'll have some stones and some Robert Palmer on the river. And see for yourself. Just a couple minutes before 6 o'clock, and time for Peter MacArthur with a news update. Peter? Well, thanks very much, Chris. Schindler's List dominated the list of Oscar winners last night. Steven Spielberg was handed Best Director honors, and the picture itself was named Best of the Year. Tom Hanks' portrayal of an AIDS victim won him Best Actor, while Holly Hunter's silent role in the piano earned her the label of Best Actress. Inflation may be creeping up on us, and aside from being the birthday of Werner Klemperer, that's Colonel Klink on Hogan's Heroes, and Carl Malden, don't leave home without it, it's also National Goof-Off Day. Seriously. But if anyone asks, you didn't hear that from me. In sports in the NHL, New Jersey and Florida skate to a 3-3 tie. And tonight, the big game, 7-30. Siena playing Tulane in second-round NIT action at the Knickerbocker Arena. Here's your exclusive AccuWeather forecast on the river from meteorologist Lisa Moldovan. We'll have rain and wet snow moving away from our area this morning. Lisa Moldovan with AccuWeather on the river, 99.5 WRVE. 33 degrees in Albany. It's 32 in Schenectady and 33 in Troy. That's the news. I'm Peter MacArthur. Thank you, Peter. We do have some delays for uh, schools this morning because of the rain and snow and sleet and whatever else fell out of the sky overnight. Hoosick Falls Central is delayed uh, two hours, also a two-hour delay this morning. It's 6.02 on the river. 99.5 WRVE. Schenectady, Albany, Troy. Rock and roll without the hard edge. The River, 99.5 WRVE. Might as well face it, I'm addicted to love. Here's Robert, that is Robert Palmer. And miss you from the stones before that. It's Chris Warren early on a Tuesday morning. In for Hank Nevins, thanks for joining us. And Hank, um, uh, thank you, is trying to get better and hopefully be in with you tomorrow morning from uh, 5.30 till 9. We're the rock and roll station that won't scare your boss at work. This is The River, 99.5 WRVE. Got the doors to come and the Steve Miller Band as well. And, of course, a check of uh, weather. I can tell you right now, the rain.
rain is still falling outside. It should move away as we go through the morning. Sunshine this afternoon. Windy. High could be in the mid-40s. Right now, 33 with rain in Albany. And there are some slick spots on the road, slushy spots as well. So please, if you're leaving early this morning, take it a little slower than normal. Leave yourself a little extra time. We'll also check some school delays for you in just about uh, 10, 15 minutes or so. From the River, 99.5 WRVE. This is the radio station where the music always comes first. This is the River, 99.5 WRVE. You're the cutest thing I ever did see. The River, 99.5 WRVE with Steve Miller Band and the Joker heard from the doors as well. Jim Morrison singing Touch Me. And this is The Clash on the River. The River, 99.5 WRVE Rock, without the hard edge from The Clash, Train in Vain, or Stand By Me, whichever you prefer, on the Rock and Roll Breakfast with Chris Warren in for Hank Nevins. Hank, we'll be back with you hopefully tomorrow. We're wishing him well. On the outside now, some rain and uh, 33 degrees. We're going to check uh, all of that in just a few moments with Peter MacArthur, uh, news, weather, sports, and some traffic as well from uh, Bill Williams, who I believe was able to get through the slush and get here this morning. We'll also check out the uh, latest in the school delays this morning, and there are just a, a handful of those. Jefferson Starship's coming up, along with Toto at the river. Okay, gang, smile and say oats. Whoa, where'd he come from? I believe he came from the newsroom. It's Peter MacArthur. <laughs> Thanks very much, Chris. It was a night in the limelight for the movie Schindler's List. Just Lisa Moldovan with AccuWeather on the river, 99.5 WRVE. It's 33 degrees in Albany, 32 in Schenectady, and 33 in Troy. That's the news. I'm Peter MacArthur. Thank you, Peter. We do have some uh, school delays this morning out in Rensselaer County. Hoosick Falls Central is a... And that's all we have to this moment on the river. It's just about 6.30 from 99.5 WRVE Rock and Roll without the hard edge. Toto on the river, 99.5 WRVE. Also heard from Jefferson Starship and Play on Love on the Rock and Roll Breakfast. We're 636. I'm Chris Warren for Hank Nevins. And this is the Allman's Brother, uh, Allman Brothers Band, if you say that correctly, on the river. Finally, a rock and roll radio station that sounds okay at work. It's the river, 99.5 WRVE. And, of course, the Allman's Whippin' Post. Tuesday morning with Chris Warren in for Hank Nevins. Rain and snow ending today. Sunny this afternoon, high 46. It's 33 and some rain right now. Bill Williams is in the traffic center with an update from Bill. Okay, Chris, you find some areas. The river. I'm Bill Williams in the WRVE traffic center. Thank you, Bill. I guess the word is caution this morning. We do have a few school delays. We'll check those in just a couple of moments on the rock and roll breakfast. Also have uh, Simon and Garfunkel touring America next. And Melissa Etheridge is on deck as well. From the river. They are a state of minds. This is The River, 99.5 WRVE, where we never talk over the beginning of your favorite songs. The River, 99.5 WRVE, rock and roll without the hard edge. There's Melissa, Melissa Etheridge. I knew I was going to do that eventually, and I'm glad I got it out of the way. I'm the only one. Also heard from Simon and Garfunkel from Bookends. What a great song. America. We're just five shy of 7 o'clock, 6.55 on a uh, Tuesday morning. I'm Chris Warren in for the ailing Hank Nevins. We hope he'll be uh, back here 
maybe even still ailing, but uh, he'll be back here anyway tomorrow. He's actually starting to uh, turn the corner and feel a little better. Thank you for your calls. We appreciate that. And uh, we've got Peter MacArthur standing by. He'll have the latest news update for you momentarily from the river. Offer ends March 26th. 6.57 Tuesday morning with Chris Warren, and I guess foremost on everyone's mind this morning, Peter MacArthur, is the theory of relativity, no, I'm sorry, is the Oscars <laughs> uh, from uh, from last night, and I, I'll tell you, I got five out of the top six. I mean, Not am I good? Or, am I good, huh? But, you know, with that network of Hollywood connections you have, we'd that's, expect nothing less. That's exactly what it was. What do we? <laughs> how did it go last evening? Well, Chris, when, when push came to shove last night, it was like... In the afternoon, high 50 to 54. Hi, meteorologist Lisa Moldovan with AccuWeather on the river, 99.5 WRVE. 33 degrees in Albany. It's 32 in Schenectady and 33 in Troy. That's the news. I'm Peter MacArthur. Thank you, Peter. We do have uh, three school delays this morning, all of them out in Rensselaer County. So a two-hour delay this morning. It's 7 o'clock on the river, 99.5 WRVE. Schenectady, Albany, Troy. Rock and roll without the hard edge. The River, 99.5, WRVE. There's Chrissy Hind on the Pretenders, back on the Chain Gang. And the Eagles started us out with I Can't Tell You Why. 7.09 on a uh, Tuesday morning. I'm Chris Warren for Hank Nevins, just a tad under the weather, and we certainly have weather for him to be under. Rain and snow will move away this morning. Some sunshine this afternoon, high around 46. This is Jay Ferguson. The River, 99.5 WRVE, rock without the hard edge, and your station for the most rock and roll in the morning. I'm Chris Warren, in for Hank, and uh, hopefully he'll be back on uh, this in this very spot tomorrow morning. We hope you'll uh, be here for that and stick around this morning. Still a lot to come. Rain and snow is going to end, they say. Sunny this afternoon, high 46. Cloudy now and 33. Bill Williams is in the traffic center. He has an update for us, Bill. Okay. Uh, roads aren't really that bad, at least of 351. On the river, I'm Bill Williams in the WRVE traffic center. Thanks, Bill. We've got the animals and a classic from the 60s. And Paul McCartney and Wing standing by as well from the River. Open seven days a week. Finally, a rock and roll radio station for grown-ups. This is The River, 99.5 WRVE. The River, 99.5 WRVE. There's Band on the Run, McCartney, and Wings. Before that, the Animals, House of the Rising Sun. We're the new choice for your workplace. We're The River, 99.5 WRVE. And they've got us on at their workplace up in Gloversville. Tailor-made products. We thank you for cranking us this morning. We'll, uh, I'd love to say that we're going to play a James Taylor song for you next, but we won't. <laughs> Jimmy Buffett, is that close enough? Coming up in just a few. Also have Brian Adams. On the River, the rock and roll breakfast is underway. I'm Chris Warren, and Peter MacArthur is standing by. He'll be here in a moment with the latest news, weather, sports update. We'll also check traffic with Bill Williams. All from the River. The River, 99.5 WRVE, with Peter MacArthur and a news update for us. Well, thanks very much, Chris. That's the news. I'm Peter MacArthur. Thank you, Peter. We have a couple of school delays this morning in Rensselaer County. Hoosick Falls Central has a two-hour delay this morning. It's 7.32 on The River, 99.5 WRVE. Rock and roll without the hard edge. The River, 99.5 WRVE. There's Brian Adams in heaven. And Jimmy Buffett before that, come Monday, please, it's only Tuesday. On the Rock and Roll Breakfast, Chris Warren in for Hank Nevins, who hopes to be back with you tomorrow, just a little under the weather. Speaking of which, 33 and cloudy on the outside. Now watch out for those slushy spots and watch out for Queen next on the river.
the River 99.5 WRVE, the rock and roll station that won't scare your boss at work. The River. And music, of course, from Queen. That's Killer Queen. And it's a Tuesday morning, and we're checking out the latest in traffic with Bill Williams. Oh, the thing to watch out for this morning in the River, I'm Bill Williams in the WRVE Traffic Center. Good words, Bill. Thanks. Rain and snow is ending throughout the Northeast, and we'll get some sunshine this afternoon. High around 46. Cloudy 33 now in most of the Capital Region. Bad fingers standing by. Got some Fleetwood Mac as well. Next, down the river. A state of minds. It's an amazing variety of rock and roll on the river. 99.5 WRVE. The River, 99.5 WRVE. There's Paper Doll from Fleetwood Mac. Also, Badfinger did No Matter What. No Matter What, I have another one for you on the river. Rock and roll without the hard edge. Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. The River, 99.5 WRVE. Can't be 25 years ago, can it be? Woodstock. A reunion coming up, a couple of concerts planned. And have you seen that Pepsi commercial? Oh, that's funny stuff. The River, five minutes before 8 o'clock. I'm Chris Warren in for Hank uh, Nevins, who will hopefully be back in the chair tomorrow on The River, where mornings mean a lot more music, not a lot of talk. We're going to get back to it with Carol King and Steve Winwood coming up. And we do have a check of the news, weather, sports, and traffic, and all that from both uh, Peter MacArthur and Bill Williams coming up on The River. Offer ends March 26th. Good morning. Thanks for joining us on the River 99.5 WRVE. Also joining us in the studio right now, Peter MacArthur. Well, thanks very much, Chris. The news, I'm Peter MacArthur. It's 8 o'clock on the River 99.5 WRVE. Schenectady, Albany, Troy. Rock and roll without the hard edge. Steve Winwood on the River 99.5 WRVE. Carol King before that. It's too late. Tuesday morning. Never too late. Never too late for some Todd Rundgren on the River. The River 99.5 WRVE. There's the runt Todd Rundgren from downstate New York. Can we still be friends? And of course, Steve Winwood and Carol King in that set as well. A Tuesday morning with Chris Warren in for Hank Nevins on the river. And a reminder, we do have some uh, schools that were late that have now closed in Rensselaer County. Hoosick Falls Central, along with St. Mary's Academy in Hoosick Falls, have closed. They were a two-hour delay, and they've now called classes for the day. Berlin Central School remains a two-hour delay, and Berlin Elementary is closed because... Well, actually, I'm sorry. Berlin Elementary, no kindergarten because of kindergarten registration today. An update on that for you as we have an update on the traffic situation as well. Bill Williams. Well, most of the river. I'm Bill Williams in the WRVE Traffic Center. Thanks, Bill. Still to come this morning, some Eagles and Elton John from the river. Has this time? This is the radio station where the music always comes first. This is the river, 99.5 WRVE. The River, 99.5 WRVE. There's EJ and Simple Life. Good interview with uh, Barbara Walters last night. I'm not always into her interviews, but I think she did a pretty good job. And before that, some Eagles, Victim of Love, Mr. Walsh and the gang. Tuesday morning with Chris Warren just about to wrap it up. Hank, hopefully back in tomorrow morning from uh, 5.30 till 9. John Carucci's coming up with some more rock and roll without the hard edge from Bruce, Tom Petty, and Jackson Brown, amongst others. And we're just a few moments away here from another check of the uh, latest news update from Peter MacArthur. Stick around. Call the Walk America hotline at 453-0474.
Just about four before the hour of nine o'clock, 8.56, and here's Peter MacArthur with a news update. Well, Chris, it was a long-awaited 37 degrees in Albany, 36 in Schenectady, and 36 degrees in Troy. That's the news. I'm Peter MacArthur. It's just before nine o'clock on the river, 99.5 WRVE. Schenectady, Albany, Troy. Rock and roll without the hard edge.